Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, let's worship him. Hallelujah. 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 Aren't you thankful for his presence? Aren't you thankful for his presence? Hallelujah. I don't know where I'd be today without him. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, you're worthy, Lord Jesus. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Amen. You may be seated. Give honor to the Lord tonight, Mother and Bishop and Mother Wright tonight. Amen. I love them very dearly and uh, respect them, esteem them very highly in the Lord. And yeah. Amen. Uh, well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Uh, I don't get the privilege very often, but um, every once in a while, so I uh, get a chance to uh, minister in Baltimore, uh, and uh, even after working and serving in the area for many, many years, uh, come to love and respect them all brothers and sisters and ministry brethren in the Lord very highly. Aren't you thankful for the body of Christ? And uh, I know it's been many days that they have labored and prayed and believed and the Lord is just doing a wonderful thing around the body of Christ right now. And, uh, I, uh, I have something I want to share with you this evening. And, uh, it seems that recovery is not, uh, it's not easy. Recovery, Brother Mott, it takes time. And uh, even it, even though it's been, what, eight, nine months since we, you know, officially done what we've done, including all of the daughter works, and uh, it just takes a while to get your footing. I say that uh, partially because uh, a couple of years ago, I went through uh, a surgery, and I thought I, you know, was pretty in tune with my body and pretty in tune with what you know my 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 body chemistry is and all of that. And I figured after that surgery, brother Mott, oh maybe three months, and I will be back to myself. And uh, <laughs> it has been two years, and I just came out of the fog. Uh, I was going through the motions and uh, felt pretty good, but I really didn't know what good felt like until I felt like myself. Does that make sense? <laughs> 
And about two, three weeks ago, I woke up and it was like, wow, where, where, where was that? <laughs> and uh, felt like I could do a lot of things that I hadn't done in the past little while. Then I began to think about this body, this church, um, what we've gone through here. And I say we, in the past nine months or so. And I think sometimes we we kind of feel just like I felt. You know, we're pretty in tune with each other and whatnot, and we figure, you know, we're going to, we'll just bounce back. But I would venture to say there are those in this room tonight that are still trying to settle in, find their way in, in the body. Um, I am not here to set direction. I don't have to set direction. We got real good direction. We got real good vision. So I don't, I don't, I don't need to do all of that tonight, but if, if I could, with the help of the Lord, I need you to get with me. I don't want to be here all night. I don't want to take a lot of time, but I do want to do what the Lord's asked me to do. And if I could, the intent to this, I don't know, it's going to be preaching, teaching, whatever. I'm just going to try to follow the Lord. I just want to try and help somebody else along the way. I just, that's, that's my intent here. I just, and I'm not saying there's a great big struggle, but it is different. It is different than what we are used to. It is a lot different than what we are accustomed to. And maybe some of us, we really can't put our fingers on, spiritual fingers on as to what really happened, but if I could say it like this, when we, when we did that great divide, <laughs> you don't know if the brother or sister across the way was the one that was praying for you when you was going through your struggles or not, and now they're somewhere else. Could have been the person that sat on the back pew that carried a burden for you that was unbeknownst to you, but... They were there to lift you up before the Lord. And when that happened, it was all in the will of God. It was all in God's plan. But what I'm saying is we, we've got to allow the Lord to bring us along. And uh, I think uh, there are some things here that the Lord wants to, to, to help us with here today so that we can move into that dimension where there's uh, revival and harvest. And uh, I really believe we're in that recovery revi- recovery zone. And uh, if you don't feel what I'm talking about, just hold on and wait till the rest of us catch up with you. <laughs> but uh, I, I just felt like I, I wanted to mention that. The reason why I mentioned Baltimore is because I was with Baltimore Sunday night, and they are blowing and going. Isn't God wonderful? We're not, we're not all going through at the same time, but there is, you know, different stages in this, this deal, and I was with them, and I, I'm telling you, whew, 
man, they are blowing and going. They're doing a fantastic job. The presence and power of God is manifested in the service. Folks is getting the Holy Ghost. I mean, people from all, all over the world are coming in there. And, uh, so, and we look at, well, we're the mother congregation. <laughs> we, you know, where are we in all of this? And, and, and I try to explain this the way I see it to, to some. And that is that Baltimore has been aside and by itself for a long time. They've had to function. And so this isn't so new to them because so they're further along the way. But here we are split down the middle with IVs in our spiritual veins trying to trying to recover. Does this make sense to you? And we're trying to figure out what's happening. And, and if I could say this and you understand it, let's just be patient with one another. Let's just be patient with each other and let's allow the Lord to bring us along. We, we don't need to, be, need to be envious of one having a great move of God or, or, or harvest and, and we're sitting somewhere, you know, seemingly idle. The Lord knows exactly where we are. The Lord knows exactly what he's doing. And I want to be on his time clock. What about you? I said, I want to be on his time clock, right? There'll be a time when revival is done and harvest will begin again here. But we've got to be patient and wait on the Lord. Amen. You believe that? Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap for that? I truly, truly, truly believe that. And don't, don't be too hasty to, uh, to, to think otherwise because God is God and he will fulfill his word. And, uh, it seems like, uh, every time I, the last few times anyway, that I have had the opportunity to preach here, either I'm just beginning to go through something or coming out of something. And uh, I don't know why that's been, but it's been that way for the last few times. And uh, uh, again, I, I don't know necessarily that this is going to be preaching, preaching, or just sharing, but uh, I want to share something with you that feel like the Lord is, is is helping me with and how many want to draw closer to the Lord I mean uh, I'm finding out some things about me that I thought were dead and gone and <laughs> I thought I laid to rest a long time ago and I'm finding new plants and <laughs> new places where these things are cropping up and I just have to be mindful of what what's going on and keep them before the Lord. And one of those things I'm going to share with you tonight, if you have a Bible and you just stand with me just for a minute, just one scripture. Might be a little different tonight, so praise God. Proverbs 16 and 25, or you can read it in Proverbs 14 and 12. It reads the same way. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, 
but the end thereof are the ways of death. One more time. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. You may be seated. Just, if you want to just write something down, just to remember this, just, just, I want you to write this down. I changed my mind. <laughs> Anybody ever changed their mind about something? Changed what you thought? Changed what you believed? You just changed everything because new evidence, new information, new experiences have come along and caused you to, to, to just look at things a little bit differently than what you had in the past. Um, well, that happened to me this past couple of weeks, three weeks or so. Um, I, I I say this, and I say this sincerely. I don't know how you see me. I honestly don't know how you see me. Um, and what I mean by that is, there are some folks here that think, feel like, well, Brother Middles is a pretty easygoing kind of guy. And there are some that are probably a little bit closer that would probably debate that. <laughs> and they'd probably, you know, back you in a corner with some new evidence of other whatevers. But uh, I don't know how you see me, so I, I, I'm going to have to unzip a little bit. I'm not going to take my clothes off and let you see this massive physique. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, but I am going to unzip a little bit just to let you see a little bit inside. Okay? I forgot, in a larger congregation, this thing can go anywhere. It can go anywhere. In a smaller congregation, it's a little bit safer. It's not. <laughs> but I trust you don't go too far. Yeah. But um, I was a pretty thick-headed guy. Pretty stubborn. Just to give you a little bit of a background, um, Spent six years in the military, was raised as a military brat. And if anybody knew military, I knew it. I knew how to do it. I knew what it took to be promoted. I knew what it took to get along. I knew what they were looking for. You see, my father was a senior drill sergeant, and he raised us on those principles. That's how he raised me. I went to school, my gig line had to be straight. Those of you that were in the military, you know what a gig line is. And that is when you put your shirt into your pants, you, that 
seam on the end of your shirt had to line up with your belt buckle and everything had to, with your, had to be a straight line. Uh, when I went to school, it was none of this dusty shoes. It was polished shoes. I was never in need of a haircut. My dad made sure that my hair was cut. Okay? I didn't walk around with wrinkles in my clothes. I knew how to iron by the time I was nine years old. And I would iron creases in my clothes at nine years old. That's the way I was raised. That's the way. So I knew what military life was looking for. But the one thing that I had that they couldn't get to unless I gave them permission was this. And I determined in my mind that they were not going to get this. So everything that I learned being raised by my dad, when I went in the military, I rebelled. I became the wrinkle bandit. Uh, let's see, I don't want to exaggerate here, but I had pretty long hair. And I was always in need of a haircut. And I found a way to stuff it under that hat and off of my ears. Just so I, I did enough, just so I could pass. Uh, I knew enough to get promoted when I wanted to get promoted. But while I wasn't motivated, I would do things that would cause me to be court-martialed and special court-martials and so on. Went to jail because I refused to let them in here. I was going to do it my way. Okay? You're not going to tell me what to do. I know what you're after. And I'm not going to give it to you. But I didn't realize what I was doing. He'll be all right. His dad will take care of him. <laughs> I didn't realize what it was going to cost me, folks. I got busted four times. I was only in, in this military for six years. I was busted all the way down to what we used to call a buck private four times. That means you start over in rank and climb back up again. They gave me a special court martial and it took the voice of my father for them not to put me out of the military. He was a decorated drill sergeant, senior drill sergeant. Um, he had a reputation, stainless, I mean, pure, just clean record. His reputation was like Second to none. And at my court-martial, my dad was there, and his, his words were the only thing that saved me. So this easy-to-get-along-with kind of guy is not so easy. 
you see what you see only because when I got out of the military and came to God, I realized what I could have been. And I should have been. And I made up my mind when I came to God that I wasn't going to make the same mistake twice. So even when I didn't understand, I always told the Lord yes. Even when I didn't know what direction he was going in, I didn't, I didn't have all the pieces to his plan. With tears in my eyes, I always said, not my will, Lord, thy will be done. So that easygoing approach cost me. It cost me a lot. And when I came here, like I said, I, I made sure, Brother Mott, I, I wasn't going to dupl- duplicate that mistake. And for many, many years, you know, I thought I was good. I thought that seed of rebellion, Brother Vernell, was squashed. But just like the military has it, its system, its military system, when I came to God, I realized God had his system. And if you want to inv- advance in his kingdom, you're going to have to lay down your will. You're going to have to lay down your way. And you're going to have to do it his way. It's, it, it, it was painful. A lot of times I, I, I didn't understand it. But by the grace of God, I I did my best not to say no. But it's amazing when you think you have dealt with a situation. And after years and years and years go by, you realize there are still vestiges of that seed in your heart. And it it would hide. It would hide behind that easy. Just nobody knows. But when I looked around at my family situation, there were things that I noticed. And don't get me wrong, we survived, but we could have thrived. And I believe the Lord wants His people to thrive. I think many of us are in that survival mode. And we don't enjoy the trip. We don't enjoy it. We, we, we think this is whatever, and if I can just make it one more day. If I can just make it through one more season. And you see seasons come and seasons go, and... You know, the same thing over and over sometimes. And you wonder, why am I repeating this? Why am I going through this again? Maybe not the exact same situation, but different in degree. The severity of the, 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 the situation uh, heightens, it intensifies. And, and you, you're wondering, how, how, how am I going to get out of this? How am I, what's the cause of this? And there's no way you can really look. 
You can only point the finger so long. And then you have to begin to look in. And I I got a glimpse a couple of weeks ago. And when I got that glimpse, I I don't want to make it a, a Paul or Saul on the road to Damascus experience, but But it was kind of mine. And uh, if you haven't realized where I'm going yet, I'm trying to take us to a new place of surrender. I think each and every one of us has a place that we've made up our mind. This is how it's going to be. This is how I'm going to do it. I've done my research and I've made my decision. And you base your spiritual walk with God and life on that decision. But what happens when God begins to shake that decision? When he begins to get you to re-examine your position? And you find out the way that you thought was right. He gives you a little more insight. and You realize you were wrong the whole time. You were wrong the whole time. I don't want to be explicit here tonight and and, and just put all my family business out there. I don't want to do that. But it didn't just affect me. If it was just me, Brother Mont, okay. But it wasn't just me. It was those that are closest to me that it affected. And, and, and because of my way of looking at things and way of viewing things, it cost them. It cost them. And today I look into their eyes and I'm, I think about what could have been. Now, I, I didn't start living for God yesterday. It's been 35 years that this thing has been entrenched. I had built my whole life on it. And the Lord's going, we need to move that. If you want to go any farther with me, we're going to have to, we're going to have to dig around that and we're going to have to take it out. I'm like, I I don't know about that, Lord. It's a little late in the game for this. You know, I I don't, I don't know. Well, there was some, some things that was going on. I wanted to do some business and it even affected my, my, I'm not in business, but my personal business, Brother Mott, it, it, it was, it just had its clutches around that thing. And, and like I said, we were just surviving. I took a ride a couple of weeks ago and actually I was 
looking for a vehicle and saw one that I liked. And the brother that I took with me, you know, he's a real talkative sort. I knew I wouldn't go to sleep on the trip, so <laughs> it's, it's about an hour, hour ride, and he talked all the way down and talked all the way back, and and uh, he needed something, and I had it. And I said, well, if we, on the way back, I said, if we just stop at the church, we just stop at the church and uh, get me to my office. I said, I can reach in, grab it for you, and there you have it. He said, well, cool. So we stopped at the, right there at the door, on the, the entrance there on this side. I ran up the stairs. Ran into my office, didn't even turn the lights on, Brother Vernell. Just reached over, grabbed it, closed the door. Thought, when, when, my, when my door closed, I thought, well, I need to go to the bathroom. Ran to the bathroom real quick, which is right across from my office. Came out of the bathroom. He was coming up the stairs, and I was at the top of the stairs. I got at the top of the stairs, and I was about ready to take a step. And all of a sudden, I started hyperventilating right there at the top of the steps. And the thing is, it wasn't because of a heart attack. It wasn't because I was out of breath. But the whole time that we had been riding, the Lord was massaging that, that thing. He was working on that, 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 that thing. And when the brother got up top of the stairs, he looked at me. He said, man, what is wrong with you? I was bent over like this. I was like, man. Tears began to well up behind my eyes. And if it wasn't for pride, great pride, I I just would have sobbed right there at the top of the stairs. But I could hear something, not, not in the physical realm, but spiritual realm. I could hear something on the inside cracking. I could hear it cracking. And he said, he asked me about three or four times. He said, brother, what's, what's wrong with you? I said, man, if you only knew. If you only knew. And he looked at me, and of course, we began to talk, and we began to share a little bit more. And that thing, it didn't relax. It just went, you know. Again, it wasn't a physical noise, but inside here. You know when, when God's dealing with you? When God's trying to get you to see things not your way, but his way, and you have kicked and resisted for so long. I'm not talking about what choice ice cream you like. (laughs) I'm talking about issues that affect your relationship with him that you just refuse to bend. Refuse to give up on. I'm not going... And that was me. I don't need to do that. It doesn't have to be that way. I can just do it. Do it the way I've always done it. And I'll survive. We'll make it. That was my 
We'll make it. Look, we're here. No, we're not wealthy. We're not rich or whatever. We're not this. Gave all those, but we're here. But the matter fact was, it wasn't about what was here. Is what could be. While I was fussing and fighting with God, what really, what really is His plan? You know. I, I would, I love to think that I was one of those kind of guys that just kind of went along with the Lord, just kind of, la, 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 Lord, whatever you say. But I kicked and fussed and resisted to this day all the way down the road. I'm here in spite of me. I'm here today because of the goodness and mercy of God. That's why I'm here where I am today. But what does he have planned yet even that I have not opened up to receive? What has he prepared that I have yet to embrace fully. And, and I mean, standing here this evening, it's so, I, I, it's just so vast, I, I, I can't even describe it. But I'm trying to get my spiritual fingers, my head around the plan of God and what God really has in store for us, for me, for my family. I feel bad because I've had a couple of occasions and talking to a couple of different individuals, and it's like, whoa. I said, the only thing I really feel bad for is is them because it didn't have to be that way. So for the last three weeks, I just kind of consciously just trying to, you know, let the Lord work on that thing and make sure that that, 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 that seed of rebellion doesn't get pushed down any deeper. That somehow, by the grace of God, he can reach in there and pull that thing out. Because if he can pull it out, you know, I hate to go back and look, but I wonder what it really would have been like if I had committed my way to God at 18 years old. Those six years that I was fooling around in the military, goofing off, <laughs> getting busted. Oh, you say, well, Brother Middleton, God worked it all for good. Praise God. And I'm thankful for that. But what about you? If you had just 
had a little bit of a different turn, a little bit of a different attitude. And I, and I realize this is a little bit, I, I'd love to be preaching. I, I really would. And I, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, you want me to preach? You want me what? And I just settled on the fact I'm just going to talk to you from here. Believe it or not, I'm just about done. And I say that only to give you an opportunity to look in here. There is a way that seemeth right to a man. If you would have told me that that would have been the cost, I wouldn't have done it. But I had my mind locked in. And Brother Vernell, nobody, nobody, not even Bishop Wright is going to tell me what to do. I'm a man just like he is. It wasn't so much that he's a man, I'm a man. It was my attitude that was in the way. I wonder if there's anybody here tonight that, I don't care how old you are, I don't care really how young you are. It's really never too late at this point. That you've got your, maybe it wasn't militarily, but you got your thing in there that just refuses to bend and refuses to give in. You're going to do it your way. Nobody's going to tell you how to do it. I'm just... I'll just see how it all works out. Sister Bailey, if you could go to that keyboard, please. I feel like the Lord, not only me, I shared that, I realized I was personal. But I realized to go where we want to go, see what we want to see. We're going to have to let the Lord take us to a new place of surrender. This has nothing to do with what your name is, what position you hold. What it's all about, saying yes to the Lord all over again. See, after 35 years, I thought I was living, yes. But I'd found that place where I could just kind of keep all that stuff out of my vision. And as long as I don't see it, I don't have to deal with it. But the Lord orchestrates situations to cause this thing to surface.
And then I began to ask God, why? Why, Lord? There's some people say, don't ask God why. But I found that you can ask him why. But when you ask him why, be prepared for the answer. You can ask good attitude. But when he reveals it to you, be prepared for the answer because it's never him. It's always me. It's never him that's in the way. There's something in here that's blocking the flow of his, his will being manifested. Some of us, we go to pray and we got that one little groove we get into, Brother Mott. And we can't, we can't break out of that one little spot. Could it be there's a place? In your heart that you haven't surrendered to him? Could there be a place where you said you got no admittance? Don't go beyond this point. Danger point. Stay out. Not literal signs, but they're there. And only when forced, you go there and you see what's going on and see what's there. I thought I was the only one until I began to pray and wait on the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm going to be telling all my business. He said, you can tell the story without telling your business. I just want you to Help some come to a new place of yieldedness. Let that thing go. Some of us holding on to grudges. Some of us holding on to things we're expecting God to change and God's just not going to do it. And while you're waiting, your life in God is passing you by. And we wonder, well, what's the problem? What's the problem with me? And like I said, the Lord orchestrates situations and circumstances to bring us face to face with it. And when you see it, again, be prepared for what's there. Anybody want to go a little closer to the fire today? Anybody want to draw a little bit closer to God today? Hallelujah. Anybody want to find a new place of surrender? I'm not talking about surface surrender. But I'm talking about deep down in your spirit where you know you've resisted. Looks good on the outside. But God says, come on, just a couple more. A couple more steps. Draw a little bit closer. Change your surrender. Change your dimension, degree of surrender. Move a little bit closer. 
let's move a little bit closer. Not do it like we always done it. But to take that thing once and for all, surrender it into his hands. In the name of Jesus, brothers and sisters, I'm not preaching to you as one or sharing with you as one that's done it. I'm, I'm in the process. I'm in the process right now. And more and more every day, I'm exercising my choice to to yield, to yield to him, to his plan, to his way. I don't want to hold on to my will. I don't want to hold on to my way. That's why I just thought about I changed my mind. You see, when you change your mind, your heart's going to change. And when your heart changes, obedience will follow. But if you don't allow your heart, if you don't first change your mind, your heart is not going to change. And you'll find yourself going around and around, over and over and over again. But if somehow that message can get from your mind to your heart and you yield in your heart and in your spirit, obedience, my friend, is not far behind. Father, not my way. But thy will, thy way, Lord, let it be established in my life. Lord, I've gone my way for too long. I've done my thing for many, many, many years, Lord. And it's only because of your mercy, Lord, that I've survived. This altar is open. This altar is open. In the name of Jesus, there's some of you need to get out from where you are. You need to get out from where you are. And you need to do things just a little bit differently. You need to do it just a little bit differently. You've got new evidence now. You've got new information now. You can make another choice. You can change your mind. It doesn't have to go that way. You can do it differently. You can execute your own will. In the name of Jesus, I want your way more than anything, Lord. I may not understand your way, Lord, but I know your way is the best way. If you want to know, this is this is this is repentance. This is repentance, folks. Repentance is not just simply acknowledging that you're wrong. Repentance is not just in your head. Repentance is not repentance until you do an absolute change. 
an absolute turnaround, a change of direction. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Stubbornness is not glorious. Stubbornness is not glorious. Stubbornness is simply rebellion masked. Come on, in the name of Jesus. I told you this was going to be a little bit different. I told you that from the very beginning. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on. Oh, Father, show us that new place, God. I Damascus when he thought his tormenting crucifying terrorizing the people of God was the right thing to do and on the road to Damascus you got a fresh glimpse a fresh vision a new vision that was different than what he believed. The scripture tells us that he was knocked off that horse as one blind. 
What are you going to do when the Lord orchestrates situations and bring you face to face with that one thing that you thought and he allows you to see that's not the way at all and he opens your understanding again I, I'm not Paul I'm not trying to say that I am don't want to be Paul just simply trying to be the best Glenn Middleton that I can be. The Lord brought this to me. I, I didn't ask for it. Matter of fact, I wasn't looking for it. I was happy, Brother Vernell, right where I was. I was comfortable right where I was. Everything was going along fine. I thought everything was okay. I thought it was right. I thought I was doing the right thing. And then when the Lord begins to peel back the layers, you begin to see. Some of the decisions I made, I call it God, but it was just simply me being afraid. But I couldn't see it then. I was making my own deal. I was making my own plans, I was making my own decisions. Like Paul, though, when his eyes were open, he had a complete change of heart. I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know what the Lord's going to do. But with everything in me, I want to say yes. Does anybody feel that way this evening? Can you hear me out there? Can we raise our hands to him right now? Maybe in your time of fellowship, time with the Lord, maybe you just make that course your prayer. I surrender all, Lord. You see, that's what it's all about. Surrendering our will surrendering our way to his plan hallelujah don't stop until you find that new place that new dimension of surrender in him come on just another moment or two hallelujah just another moment or two come on in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. Don't we serve a good God? Don't we serve a good God? You know, like I said in the, in the very beginning, you know, we, we have great preachers here who have pointed and established direction of this church, vision. But you know, if you, I don't find our place within all of that, it's not going to be fun. And I don't know about you, but last couple of weeks that's Lord just take me on beyond where I've been let me find that new place of yieldedness and surrender to you and Lord if I can I don't need to necessarily preach but if I could just help somebody else along the way if I could just encourage somebody Use whatever experiences I have in you to kind of encourage and help somebody along the way, Lord, then that's fine also. And that's what I feel like the Lord asked me to do here tonight. And hopefully, prayerfully, you won't leave what you heard here in the atmosphere on the floor, but you'll take it home with you in your time of fellowship with him maybe you and him can go behind those doors that we have kept off limits and we can find that new place in him Lord Jesus I love you I appreciate you so much thank you Lord for your presence that I sense a sweet presence here today pray God that Every ear, God, be opened and every heart would receive the words that were spoken here today, Lord. Lord, they weren't words of condemnation or whatever. But Lord, just simple words, Lord, that will help us along our way in our journey. Walk for you, with you. I ask you to bless each and every home, bless each and every heart. Each and every year, Lord, that was able to hear Pray, Lord, that you would mix it. They would mix it with faith. In Jesus' name, I give you all the glory. I give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise and thanks? If you heard anything that blessed you, that helped you, give him one more hand of praise and you're dismissed in Jesus' name.